Today, we're thrilled to have Lucette Talamas, registered dietitian with Community Health at Baptist Health South Florida. Hey, Lucette, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking the time out to talk with us. Um, to start things off, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Hi, well, thank you for having me here today. Um, my name is Lucette Talamas, and I am a registered dietitian here at Baptist Health South Florida. And I've been a dietitian since 2010, so about 13 years. <laughs> That's quite some time. That's awesome. So tell us, what exactly is the study of dietetics? Yes, yeah, so the study of dietetics involves a lot of chemistry and sciences, but it also involves the aspect of learning about food and how food is prepared and the impact of food in our bodies. So it's a very in-depth study. Um, it involves getting your bachelor's degree, and now it's actually required you have your master's degree as well, sitting uh, for a board exam, and before doing that, also doing a more than 1,000 hour of supervised practice, and then sitting for your board exam. So it involves a lot of years of studying in order to be a dietitian. Well, it's kind of interesting because I, I wonder what made you go into dietetics because with all that study that you had to do, it's obviously something that you, you, we wanted to do to put all that effort into it. Well, actually, I, I knew I wanted a career in medicine and I started off as a pre-pharmacy student and my freshman year of college, I fell in love with my intro to nutrition class and I realized that pharmacy was not the track for me, but that nutrition was. And that's where I learned about the field of dietetics and I realized that food is science. All of our food has chemical structures, and I was fascinated by that. And also um, just knowing about the role of nutrition for prevention and management of chronic diseases, um, I felt like that I knew I found my passion at that moment. And I made the switch right away and, and really enjoyed. It was a lot of almost like a pre-med track, but then you dive into your dietetic curriculums um, where it's very specific to the study of nutrition. Ah, I see. So like I said before, you are a proud employee of Baptist Health South Florida. And I know that they're a leader in the community here. And then they're at the forefront of certain dietetic issues, such as the role of nutrition and chronic disease prevention and management, as well as promoting exercise. Let me ask you, what prompted you to join Baptist? There are other options out there. Why, why Baptist? Yeah, so... My first job as a clinical dietitian was actually in Orlando. And after a few years, I wanted to move back to my hometown of Miami. I wanted to be closer to family. And I knew down deep inside the only healthcare organization I wanted to work for was Baptist. <laughs> so I started applying. And I was very, very thankful to have gotten the opportunity to work for this healthcare system back in 2012 as the first dietitian in the department I'm still currently in, the community oh, health wow. department. Yes. So, I mean, I was also born at Baptist. So maybe it's in my blood that I was supposed to work here. <laughs> Sounds like it was the right fit from when you were born. <laughs> right. Well, let me ask you, you know, we've talked about that your focus has been on community-based nutrition in South Florida. What exactly is community-based nutrition and, and what made you concentrate on that aspect of it? So community-based nutrition focuses on a bigger picture of public health. So we focus on 
problems at large that affect groups of people versus working one-on-one with individuals. So our focus is working with groups and different partners in our community. Now, interesting, Baptist Health South Florida is committed to caring for our community. And as part of our mission, you know, we want to make sure that we can help people just be healthier and elevate their well-being. So we understand that decisions made at large impacts individuals. So our department, Community Health, part of Baptist Health South Florida, focuses on all the community from Monroe County to Miami-Dade County, Broward County, and Palm Beach County. So it ties into a much bigger picture of just caring for our community. Hmm, That's actually great, especially down here in the South Florida community. Let me ask you, what do you... What do you think is the biggest dietetic issue that families are facing? I know, you know, inflation is definitely something that's squeezing people's people's wallets. You know, what do you think is the biggest issue that's out there right now? Right. So as a community-based dietitian, I, I see a lot. We work with a lot of different groups of individuals from kids to seniors and adults. But I think one of the main um, issues that we see as and we also have found this out through our community health needs assessment is chronic disease management as an urgent need of our community and it's not just in south florida it's also pretty much a a nationwide problem so what we mean by chronic disease management is you know um, once an adult is diagnosed with something like diabetes obesity heart disease or certain cancers how to they care how are they able to care for themselves and we know that there could be um, barriers, you know, that that's different for every population that we work with, but that's mm-hmm. also how we work with our community and our partners. Um, when it trickles down to nutrition, nutrition plays a key role um, in chronic disease prevention and management. So I'm excited to work on those aspects almost on a daily basis here. Well, that actually ties in well to my next question for you. You know, we were all, we're always told how important it is what we eat, but I know one of the things that you've been emphasizing is how, why, and when you eat also. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so my role is also as a nutrition educator. Um, there's a lot of issues and topics that it's just an overwhelming amount of information that can be inaccurate out there too. So Um, When it comes to not just the what to eat, that's usually what people think of a a nutrition or dietitian, right? It's like, tell me what to eat. And that's right. I'm not here to tell you what to eat. I'm here to provide you with information so that you can learn how to eat better, right? And make the decisions that work for you. Um, But it's not just about the what. There's also the how, the why, the when. Um, Nutrition, you know, there's a lot of different aspects to nutrition and why we make the decisions we make when when we eat. Um, so the why would focus more on, you know, mindful eating, why we make certain decisions, analyzing some of our behaviors around food, um, and then how we eat. Are we distracted? Or are we being mindless? Or are we being mindful? And when we eat, the timing of food is an interesting area of, of nutrition by itself, of not just what we eat, but when we eat. And in the aspect of sports nutrition, which we also work with, you know, different sports groups or people mm-hmm. that are training um, you know, we see food as fuel, right? Food is fuel for exercise. So there's a lot of different components, not just the what to eat. It's the how, the why, the when. So let me ask you, how do you see seafood fitting into all of this? Because, you know, 
obviously there are a lot of options out there and how do you feel seafood kind of fits into this whole this whole paradigm when it comes to seafood it's part of a healthy eating pattern so a healthy eating pattern is one that includes fruits vegetables lean proteins and when we talk about lean proteins we know that seafood is a very natural fit into that group when we talk about our fish and different shellfish um, items our foods from the sea they are they fall into the lean protein category of the healthy eating plate or a healthy eating pattern um, which would also i mentioned the fruits the veggies the lean proteins whole grains and of course dairy foods or our sources of calcium are important for um, to get all of our macro and micronutrients that's why we focus on these large groups of food ah that makes perfect sense so to, to switch gears a little bit, I'm sure the question that's on everybody's mind is, why are you doing this podcast? Why are you talking to Moe about, about seafood? Right. So, well, we love working with our community organizations, especially ones that can give a voice to dietitians as the food and nutrition experts. That helps with one of the issues out there, which is a lot of nutrition misinformation. So by you know, working with organizations that recognize dietitians as the food and nutrition experts, you know, we're very grateful for these types of opportunities. And then that focusing on the bigger picture, we're here to help people live healthier lives. And this podcast helps broadcast that, right? Yeah, that, that's, that's our plan. <laughs> well, it ties in one of the reasons why we really wanted to talk to you um, this month was because March is National Nutrition Month. So, you know, it really tied in well to talk to you and I wanted you to see if you could if you could tell us a little bit about what National Nutrition Month is. Yes, it is perfect timing. So March is National Nutrition Month and it's an annual campaign that's brought by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics um, where we're encouraged to learn more about making informed food choices and developing healthy eating habits that will hopefully last a, a lifetime. So every year there's a new theme and this year's theme is fuel for the future. So there's a lot of different ways to look at this year's theme. One way is to look at it as eating with sustainability in mind as a finding just tasty and nourishing ways to take care of ourselves as we also take care of our environments. Um, some easy ways we can do this is by eating more plant-based foods considering the packaging, buying foods in season, maybe even starting your own home garden. So there's a lot of um, different ideas that we can do to fuel for our futures. And it's all part of just highlighting, you know, let, let's focus on our nutrition this month. But, you know, to be honest, I think every month is National Nutrition Month for us. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does make perfect sense. You know, one of the things I can just talk personally is I feel like every day when I pick up my phone, I look on the computer, I watch on TV, there's some new study, some new statistic that comes out that tells me, oh, I, I should eat this or I should stop eating this. And then it feels like, you know, a little way down the way, it, it kind of tells me something else, you know, so it can be very confusing. Um, can you tell us a little bit about any studies or statistics that you feel that are just helpful to help people kind of navigate through all the information that they receive? I'm glad you brought it up because it, nutrition can definitely feel confusing with so many different headlines um, that may even contradict each other. So 
I feel like that's also my role as a nutrition educator in the community to help digest and make sense of some of these headlines and confusing or conflicting information. So when it comes to healthy eating, there's always basics of what we call a healthy eating pattern. It's not about a diet. It's about a lifestyle. I'm sure you've heard about that. And, you know, when we focus on lifestyle and eating patterns, we look at the foods that are emphasized throughout the diet, not just one food you eat on one day, but foods you eat over the course of the entire day for several days. That's what builds a pattern. And then we see, so we see um, foods that are rich and, you know, emphasized. And then we see foods that are not as emphasized, foods that we are known to limit. But sometimes with the headlines, you know, it says things that are very drastic, like never have this or avoid this. And if there's a food you like, there's a way to work it into your healthy eating pattern. Um, if there's a food you're allergic to, that's a bad food that you would want to avoid. But mm-hmm. if there's a food you like, there's no need to call it bad. <laughs> um, there's just a way to incorporate it into an overall healthy eating pattern. Sometimes it's watching the portions and the frequencies that you eat something. Um so foods that we definitely want to emphasize as part of, you know, when we think about what we eat the past, you know, three days, like was there fruits, was there vegetables? Well, we can stop at that one because a lot of times fruits and veggies are missing from people's diets. So, you know, we like to see fruits and veggies and whole grains, beans, lean proteins, sources of calcium. Um, you know, we like to see a diet that's rich in that. That means it's a healthy eating pattern. Well, that makes perfect sense. You know, one of the things, or I should say one of the food groups that we, that we really think are, that we really think is very important for nutrition would be salmon. And I think sometimes people get a little intimidated by purchasing it, cooking it, you know, are there any And are there any helpful ways that you can tell people how to prepare their salmon? For example, like what's your favorite recipe? If I was going to come to your house and you were going to make me salmon, what's your go-to? Yeah. So before we we talk about salmon specifically, we'll plug it into, you know, how does it fit into a healthy eating pattern? Well, it fits in because it goes into our, a, a great source of protein, right? And it's maybe, it's actually called a fatty fish salmon because it has, it's very rich in omega threes. So when it comes to fatty fish, the American Heart Association, you know, another guideline that we we like to look at is from the American Heart Association and also the dietary guidelines for Americans. Um, the dietary guidelines for Americans recommends eight ounces of seafood per week, and the American Heart Association recommends two servings of a fatty fish per week. So I like to keep these guidelines in mind to offer and encourage people to, you know, choose a variety of proteins and to include their seafood um, twice a week. And when you choose the fatty fish, such as salmon, you'll get omega-3s naturally um, from the fish. So it's very rich in omega-3s. Now, my favorite ways, um, I I am a person that does like salmon. um, (laughs) And my favorite recent way to prepare it is in the air fryer, I have to say. (laughs) People love the air fryer. I will tell you, we hear that more and more every day. So I think that's that's awesome. Yes, and I, I think sometimes keeping it simple. So I think part of healthy eating is also learning to prepare healthy foods in ways that you like. Often I come across, you know, with almost every food group, there are some foods that people just don't like. And often sometimes people think kids are picky eaters, especially with their vegetables. But it's also adults that can be pretty picky. But adults, we have, you know, 
with kids, you have to be more careful in the kitchen. Of course, not all of them can are of age to cook or pick up a knife to prepare something. But with adults, we don't have an excuse other than let's make a little time, get in the kitchen, experiment um, and find ways. So, you know, even for something like salmon, keeping the recipes very simple. Um, if you learn how to cook things the right way, the natural flavors will, you know, come out. Um, and for example, in the case of fatty fish, if you just find the right time and temperature for the fish, it will be crispy and very flavorful because the natural fats in the fish, you know, will enhance it. So that's the culinary aspect of, you know, also sometimes people are working on different nutrition goals and sometimes it's, it's about maybe even, you know, getting into the kitchen more, you know, as a indirect way to help improve your own nutrition. Right. No, I totally agree with you. You know, we t we've talked about salmon, but I do know there are people out there that are just like, they don't like the smell, they don't like the taste or texture, whatever it is. You know, what other fatty fin, fin fish would you, would you recommend for those people? Right. So I, I always like to tie into like, what are the major, you know, help, what are the major parts of a healthy eating pattern that we're tying it up to, right? So if you don't like salmon specifically, what are some other fishes that you can include that will still give you the benefits of the omega-3 or even just the benefits of a lean protein. So one thing we haven't mentioned is these uh, seafood options are low in saturated fats, which when we're trying to care for our hearts, um, it's a great choice of choosing a lean protein. That means it's low in saturated fat. So while it might not be necessarily high in omega-3s, you're also choosing a protein that's compared to other animal sources is has less saturated fats. Um, so, but as far as fatty fish sources, there's, there's a variety of them starting from anchovies, um, herring, mackerel, cod, sardines. I know some people that just love adding sardines to a salad. I am not one of them, unfortunately, <laughs> or, or on, you know, other foods. Um, tuna, of course, is another great convenient uh, fish that's also considered a fatty fish and also bass. Ah, okay. I personally, I understand the, the sardine love, but I, I, I'm an anchovy girl. I do love anchovies, personally. <laughs> but that's great. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you know, it's not for everybody, but I understand. It's definitely not. <laughs> but I want to thank you, Lisette, for, for taking the time out of your day to just talk to us. I mean, it's clearly that you're, you're really passionate about the topic. You're doing a lot of great work with Baptists here in South Florida, you know, we appreciate it. And, you know, hopefully people will listen to this podcast and, and, and get a little more um, interested in fish and maybe even check out some more information on Baptist. Is there any way that they can go to get some more information on the community there? Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up. Well, first of all, thanks for having me here on as a community-based wellness dietitian and as part of Baptist Health. And as mentioned in the department I work in, Community Health, we do offer free educational webinars and classes on not just health education topics like nutrition, but also exercise. We also provide screening. So we have a lot of different offerings that you can check out on our website, baptisthealth.net forward slash community health. You can also follow Baptist Health South Florida on on social media, including Instagram. So those are a couple of ways that you can get and connected to us and follow along. Okay, great. Well, hopefully people will do that because I think there's a lot of great information that's out there. 
Thank you so much, Lucette. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much again for having me.